0: thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you in hurry to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara, <laughs> and I am a little excited because <laughs> it's coming to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're starting to feel like, I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm getting conversations with people that I'm working with saying, oh, my God, you know, we're coming into November and in December and at the end of the year, it's Christmas and it's time to start getting tired. And, <clears throat> and to be able to have a conversation about what else is possible, what we can start to look forward to about coming to a close of a year and what that opens up for a new year. I think that'd be really cool. And that's I think what today's show is going to be all about. It's kind of giving a different spin on what makes the end of the year worthwhile aiming for. Yeah, I love
1: it. Love it.
2: Sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> all
0: right, well I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> So, for me, this, you know, most of the time when I approach this time of the year, I am pretty exhausted because I've been working really hard during the year and I can see the finish line and it starts to get really, you know, I start to get really tired. Interestingly enough, anybody who's been following me um, the last part of this year would know that it's kind of ramped up in my business and gone full on in my life. I've taken on one of the most extraordinary women in my business as a freelancer. Her name's Tamara. She's based in the UK. And she works with me on my marketing strategies. And we have been in nothing but launch mode week after week after week after week. And the best is yet to come. Like we're still not even there. So it's been pretty, it's been really full on. But the exciting part about it is that it's all been around my new direction called the effortless self which consists of so much content so many webinars live events live retreats and it's almost as if i feel like um there's this huge buzz that is that that's just burning around this effortless self it's all about being able to live be in relationships um experience health wealth vitality and to do it all effortlessly without all of the pain and the struggle and the suffering and the conditioned thoughts and the conditioned beliefs about how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to be, how we're su- how things are supposed to um, pan out. And it's been fascinating for me to go through the experience of living effortlessly myself before I start to use it as something that I'm educating. And it's been, even though I can say that it's, it's been huge. It's also been extremely effortless. And I don't actually have another word for it. And I and I always say we teach what we need to learn. And for me, I really needed to find an effortless way to exist inside of the skin that I've been in, because I've always made my life pretty hectic and pretty full on. And you guys know better than anybody else. I'm always a bit of a machine. And it comes at a price. Physically, mentally, it's come at a price. So realized, I think a couple of years back, I started to do some research into Eastern philosophy because I thought all of the philosophical, and I've got this from you, Cindy, is to always have a philosophy. And I realized that our Western philosophy isn't it. It's not it. It's not it around any aspect of the way that we live and all that there seems to be created more struggle and more strain. So, I thought I'm going to go beyond Western philosophy. I'm going to go beyond what we teach and what we write about in books, and where we go for our learnings and our studies and training. I'm going to go to an other philosophy, which is the Eastern philosophy, and it's been around for 5,000 years, and it's still as relevant today as what it was back then. And I thought, well, what did they know back then that we still don't know today? And it's been a profound and a life-changing journey of exploration internally and then also witnessing the results externally, which is what brought me to creating the effortless self because I guess with what I now know that it's it's not person's understanding and this learning of living effortlessly and releasing everything that we've been conditioned to believe. It's not person-specific, and it doesn't just work for some and not for others, and it's not my truth, somebody else's truth. It's the truth, and if there was ever an ultimate truth that was capable of being discovered, this is it. And just felt the massive urge and the massive pull and the massive calling to make sure that this is what I share with people, and it's not mine. It's just it, it's, it's the It's not my message; it's the message. It's not a truth; it's the truth, and it's it's identical for every single human being. So I guess that huge, big desire has been stirring around in me for years, and I've been sharing it in different ways and shapes and forms. But earlier this year, I just decided enough is enough, and I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and go full on into sharing what it does mean to awaken an inner awareness, an inner consciousness, and to connect to an enlightened source that is dormant in every single one of us until we recognize that it's there. And um, that, I guess, is, is the basis of the effortless self. And so delivering live webinars, you know, I've three so far and there are still more to come. And I've just loved doing those live webinars and interacting with people. We've had, I think on the first webinar, I had 450 people registered Second webinar, we had 580. Third webinar, we've been at 620. You know, so the numbers of people that are um, profoundly interested in diving inside and mastering this inside world, it's like there's this huge groundswell that's happening where people are starting to wake up and go, enough is enough. There has to be more to life than what I'm feeling. There has to be more to life than what I'm experiencing and what I think and what I believe and results and how physically there's got to be more to life than disability got to be more to life than sickness and and paranoia and 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 depression and sadness and this melancholic way of in and out and up and down and around about there's got to be more to life than that and I think a lot of people are getting very tired and it's interesting how through life we learn through contrast and how we it's almost as if the contrast is is like it's on accelerate you turn on the television, you know, you walk outside of your front door, you go to your job, you deal with things in your family. The contrast is on accelerate. And it's almost as if the heat's being turned up so that more and more people will start to turn in the right direction of awakening rather than the conditioned direction of um, external methodologies for fulfillment and for our answers. And when we start to turn inside, no, we're not really. We, we haven't really been educated on how you look inside, and that's really what the effortless self has been about. It's about how you look inside. It's about how you how you do deep dive to get your answers. Because people can say, "Look inside, your answers are within." But you know, I've been hearing that for twenty years, and I never knew how. Mm-hmm. So I think that to actually have the recipe now and to have the guide, and and I and I often. You know, I often say you can do it alone. We can all do it alone because the the guide is already always there with us. But if you have somebody who has walked the terrain, has the map guide you, it's a much more effortless and it's a much faster journey towards um, creating that, that life that you actually do want, experiencing the life that you do want. And if you can effortlessly versus doing it with struggle and strain, I think we've had enough of that. I think we've we've had enough of that in every area of our life, with our well-being, our family, our love, our money. All of that it, we've all had enough contrast, and I think that um, it's really exciting. It's really exciting that so many eyes are starting to open, and so many hearts and minds are starting to explore what is possible other than what we really know. And I think that it's really cool. So that's that's me. So we are in full-on mode. And I don't actually think it's going to stop. I think it's getting more and more velocity and more and more speed. When I look at what my, um, my Tamara has created for me into the new year, there's, uh, there's very few days off. <laughs> but I, I have to say, you know, to, to do it effortlessly, it's not work. It's play. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. So I'm excited about the, 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 the end of the year as it rolls into the new year and creates this whole new fresh hold me fresh vibe and hold me fresh direction for me and for everybody that comes with me on the ride. I love it.
1: I think that's what I love about you, the way you make things so much fun. And I think that's what I'd love to to think of as I approach to the end of the year, just let's do it with a lot of fun rather than the usual stress. I, I'm really not wanting to buy into that loop of stress. Do you guys know what I mean? Mmm, totes. What about you, Cindy Lou? What are you up to towards the end of the year, Miss? We hardly have seen you this year. <laughs> and, 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 and
2: like I feel like um, it's been effortless, Karen. And when I'm listening to you, I get a sense of peace, um, amazing peace, as I listen to mm. that whole thing about doing things effortlessly. And I guess I have a question for you before you I, into what I'm doing leading up to the end of the year. Yeah. Is it, can you just give us um, an idea of how we can live effortlessly mm. up to Christmas? What What are your um, top tips for people creating that effortless flow, what is often seen as this crazy busy time of year? Can you
0: give us some tips? Um, I'd like them. <laughs> <laughs> That always comes to my mind is something Kimmy said ages ago, and I don't know where you'd read it, Kim, but you said stress is a distorted relationship with time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I, I always remember that. And one of the one of the top tips that um, really is a no brainer, and we've all heard it before, but if you can really just just dive into this for this moment and just really explore what I'm saying outside of thinking, oh, I've already heard that. When we think about what's got to happen for Christmas and what's got to happen to prepare for the end of the year, when we start to project ourselves and take ourselves into this future thinking, that's when we start to get confusion and anxiety and we start to go into overwhelm because we're anticipating what needs to be done and what we want it to look like and we get this visual of what is ideal. And then we spend every day living in that visual or living in that um that future pacing that future uh, anxiety when we think about what we did last year and the things that we don't want to have happen again that happened last year if there were family fights or something didn't go well or whatever and we want to try and avoid that then we're living in a past experience of christmas and then we say okay well i don't want that to happen again so this year i'm going to have to make sure it looks like this and we do that and i do this so what's actually happening is there's this leap from last year to the future of this year and the preparation and the lead-up. What's actually happening there is we're missing out on the only actual moments that we're, where potency and creativity exist, and that's in the present moment. Now, when you've heard this before, people say, just stay present with what's now. Just be with what's now. Don't worry about the future. That's actually It's actually right, but there is a step that's missing in that. So I always say to everybody, by all means, take a moment, leap out into the future, paint the picture of what you want, get crystal clarity on what it is that you want. Make sure you can see exactly what it is that you want. Don't leave any detail out of the picture. Don't leave detail out of it. Just make sure absolutely crystal clear. And if you need to write it down, put pictures there, whatever it is that you need to do. And this is a kind of appropriate in any kind of goal setting. It's just that right now we're using Christmas Day as our goal. But in any kind of goal setting around business or in life, do the same thing. Just get crystal clarity on every detail. And if it means you've got to spend a half an hour thinking about it, it's much better to invest that half an hour or one hour or even a full day, whatever it takes for you. It's much better to invest that in the present moment rather than constantly thinking about it every moment for the next three months because that's a waste of time and it's not productive. So if we look at it from a very logical point of view, invest the time in thinking about what you want, visualize it, create it, make the lists, do what needs to be done. But then from there on, your job is to stay completely present in the current moment and not revisit that future. To completely be present and say, well, if that's what I want to create, what needs to happen now and what needs to happen now and what needs to happen now and what needs to happen now, and you just stay in the now moment. And if there are things that need to be done to bring that vision to life, you do them in the now moments. It's kind of like setting out that plan. You know, like if you need to order the ham the week before or two weeks before, you put that in your diary. If you need to buy the groceries, you put that in your diary. Like the actual physical things that need to be done. Don't leave it to chance because that's part of the problem. You know, it's part of why Christmas becomes or that Christmas break becomes so stressful. We don't actually have it sorted. We don't have clarity. And we can have everything we want to the extent that we've got clarity. So take the time, get the clarity, lay out all of the things that you need to do, and then just stay in the present moment and don't allow yourself to indulge in the luxury of a future thought because that luxury of that future thought takes you out of your ability to do anything, to be active and to be potent and to actually be taking steps that you need to take. When we do future pace ourselves and we do go off into the future, chief, you notice it, you're completely unproductive in the now moment. And I don't think that's one thing a lot of people actually are present to, is the lack of productivity that occurs while we're worrying about the future or thinking about the future. There is no productivity in the present moment. And it's where a lot of people procrastinate and they say, oh, I'm a procrastinator. It's actually not that. It's just that you're too connected to a future experience to be able to be active in the present moment. So... If that happens, I always suggest to people by all means, take whatever time you need to get clarity on that future experience, but then bring yourself back to the now moment and stop diving back into it once you 've done leave it there and then come back into the now moment and then be productive in the now moments so that's really my that 's really my top tip and it's not, not it's not hard and it 's not complicated, but it is logical and it is the only thing that works. Everything else doesn 't work, and it never has done. So if we, it, it, and, it's, and it's not spiritual or, or anything, it's just, it's, just, it's just the real, it's just the, it's, it, it is, it's just what's real, it's just what's practical. And everything else is um, just stuff that we're used to doing, that like future pacing and worrying about this and thinking about that. It's just all future paced stuff and there's no results there. There's no positive results from that.
1: How do you? How do you then face your day? I mean, I know routine is quite big for all of us. How do you when you're building up to an event, or you're building up to going away, or there's a lot on your plate, Karen? And, and you too, Cindy. Mm. How do you both um, stop the stress train and? pull yourselves in so that you don't burn yourself out, you don't lose the plot with everybody and you still maintain your end goal or do you still lose the plot, you still get off the train and then you just keep going anyway?
0: (laughs) Well, for me, um, I I set my end goal as to what I want to create but then I leave it there because what I also realise is that I'm participating with a force that's far grander than myself so my job is to really make sure that i'm 100% prepared and i'm 100% ready and i'm 100% engaged and i can only do that to the extent that i'm present and i can only do that to the extent that i'm clear so i once i once i've set what i want and i i deliver whatever's there and work whatever's there and i let the i let the end result be whatever it needs to be because i've never been able to control my results ever not no uh, you know, to the extent of how big they are or when they come. I've never been able to control my opportunities. I've never been able to control my, my challenges. So there is another force that's been participating in my life alongside me. And if I think that I'm in control of that, I think I'm a little bit delusional. So I've got to follow my heart's deepest desire and, and work with what I think it is that I want and work with what I think it is that um, should be created. Set, Be clear on that and then leave that to arrive in whatever way, shape and form that it arrives on the day. But my job is to be 100% congruent and in line and present and really presence in the here, in the now is how I stop from stressing. And I, I, you know, I have a massive, massive load that I carry. Um, Every single day, my my days are enormous because I work by myself for the most part. So, My days are huge and the only way that I can get through it is by being 100% present all the time and it's, it's the greatest amount of discipline to do that but the more I do it, the easier it becomes and the more effortless it becomes and I realize that that's the only way to be anyway. Everything else is like living in a cartoon experience because it's not really real. So the only thing that's really real is what's right in front of me right now. And While I've got hundreds of emails backing up while we're doing this podcast, if I'm worrying about those emails, then I can't be present here. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to those emails when I get to them and I'll get through as many as I get through. That's just the end of that. And whatever I do today is all what I'm supposed to do and anything I don't do today isn't supposed to get done because I do acknowledge there's a grander force at play and I've, I've, got, to, I've got to surrender to that. And to think that there's any other way to do it, actually, there's no other way to do it because that's how it could only ever have been done anyway. I could only ever get to what I can get to in a day. I can't get to anything than that. So to get stressed out about it is to have a devoted relationship with that grander source that's in in play with me. That's my that's my stand on it. Cindy, over
1: to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: What she said.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna hashtag what she (laughs) said.
2: I agree with you absolutely and entirely. And I agree with the the whole clarity, you know, having a vision for what you want, you know, because that's one of my you know, my favorite book is or one of my favorite books is live by that book and and I, I spend time doing that. And and gratitude is so important every day for me, um, writing it down, sitting it down quietly and just writing down the gratitude that I have in my life. Because I think when you have gratitude and you, you verbalize it to yourself or you write it down, and I'm finding, you know, like I've been doing this gratitude book for years and go back to old ones and it's actually a diary, a history of your life and you go, Oh, is that what I was doing back then? You know, so um I I believe the ten steps that I do for manifesting, which is one, having that clarity, but two, having action. And I think this is where I'm going to go a little bit further than what you said, Karen, because I agreed with everything you said. And I was as I'm not you know you do that Mm-hmm. No, you go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I get. That's, that's exactly how it is. But being in action mm-hmm. and becoming organised and being prepared and you know ma- making sure that you have that little bit of organization in order to make things run smoothly because it's it's like The Secret. The Secret was all about, you know, if you think it, um, it will come. But you have to act. And I find that I, I think I said it last week when maybe I did it on another podcast that I've been on. I've been on so many podcasts that lately I don't even know who I'm saying what to. <laughs> um, but this one is is that it, I'm in awe of people who, who act. So, Nobody's got this knowledge out there. It's available. It's on the internet. It's on YouTube. It's in books. It, it's There is nobody on that has the internet, because <laughs> it could be other people that don't, but nobody on the planet that does not have this information available to them if they go looking for it. But who are the ones that make this effortless towards Christmas work are the ones that act on the information that resonates with them because not everything's going to resonate with people that we say. There will be many people that it will resonate with. And it's a so good saying, yeah, yeah, I've got to do that. You know, do it. So for my Christmas, I've been um, basically getting ready for this for 12 months because that's what Harry and I do is we make a decision on what are we going to do for this next Christmas coming up because we love family holidays. And last Christmas we went away and I said to Howie, this Christmas I want everybody here. So I start working on everybody to be here for Christmas. And so I have friends coming from England. I have all of my children are going to be here with all of their boyfriends and girlfriends and, um, and I'm going to, you know, do it at the farm. And I'm not so much, you know, I've had this in my head for 12 months and it's all falling into place. Everybody's coming, everyone. <laughs> so, And even I'm trying to convince my brother to come, but I'm not sure if he's going to come or not with his two children. But you never know. I might get them here one Christmas. And I think it's about that clarity, that organisation, that prepa- the preparing. And and I've got a really short memory. So mm-hmm. if anything crappy happened the year before, I just forget it. I only remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I dwell on what went wrong last year I only dwell on oh my gosh we did this we did that and we did that never mind that my husband had an issue while we we're in the U.S. and I put six stitches in my head and <laughs> we just remember good um, yeah well I think on top of what you have I think it's about being organized and about putting into action what we've learned through this year and and making sure it does happen and, And really, you've only got your family around you for a short period of time. Can't you get on? Really? Seriously?
1: Can't we just get on?
0: (laughs) Can't we just all get along? Can't Mm. we just all get along?
1: Oh, I love it. You're so good at that too, though, Cynthia. That's something I really do love. I think Karen and I really admire that about you is if something negative does happen, there'll be a moment. It's a quick release debrief and then we can ask you a week later about it and you have no idea what we're talking about. So I think it's a great, <laughs> I actually think it's a really good thing. We should all take on. Let the let the shite go. Let it go. Um, and then turn a blind eye to it, obviously. It's not a bad thought, really. Um <laughs> Well, and that, you know what, well, Kimmy, that is totally
0: living in the present. Let me tell you that for nothing. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. Now that, that is absolutely living in the present. Love it. I don't think you've got an elephant,
2: Karen. I don't think I've got an elephant's memory at all. So, yeah, because mm. how, how he's got an elephant's memory and he'll say, don't you remember what that person did to you? And I'm No. Not at all. I really like her. Or I like them, you know. No <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I also think that one of our good friends that we we are coached by at times, but he his this time of year is to him always about make sure you start planning for 2017 now um, so that. The, how he says it is that the Christmas turkey or the Christmas ham will taste really good or in your case, Kaz, the, the Christmas veggies will taste really good uh, on the table this year. When uh-huh. you go to the end of the year with next year, I'm not saying it has to be pedantically sorted, but with a really good completion of this year, um, open heart and planning for next year, it is absolutely true. You get to Christmas and you get to really enjoy your Christmas lunch without worrying. And so right now um, our team at work are really in planning for next year. We're um, looking at all our making sure things like, well, thankfully, I don't have to do it, but all the bass and all that, garbage is going to be already – I shouldn't say garbage. I I know it's important. Sorry. That's just not on my sphere. But getting all that organized, um, making sure that we complete projects that we had completed for this year. And I was at a course a couple of weeks ago called Money and You. And it's a four day conversation. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. You've done that. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and one I of feel- the parts of the program was the people that are the highest achievers, the people that are the ones that seem to it looks like luck falls into their lap or they seem to have it all together or they pick themselves up from falls pretty easily, are the ones that constantly have goals. Now I'm not saying goals as in or well, it could be, but run a marathon or lose five kilos or, or or have a baby or whatever your goal is, it's more like, you know, having those, I've got family all coming for Christmas. I've got um, my, it's the people that are always, as he put it, in motion. And I think you just said that, Karen, it's it's you're constantly in motion towards something else. And according to Marcus Pierce on the 100 Not Out show, part of the key to longevity and healthy longevity is always always having something to look forward to and keeping in motion towards those goals and keeping in motion towards what it is that you would love to have come present in your life. And I think, you know, having a little think about one to two years out also at this time of year is not a bad thing to really anchor in that I want to have, I don't know, an emergency fund with X amount of dollars in it by December next year. Or I would love to see myself, um, you know, in the New York Marathon by, before I'm 50. Or like, just, I'm just giving people ideas as to what are some of the big picture visions that you have. And one thing that I do every New Year's Eve, uh, Danny and I have done it for the last, I can't tell you how many years, but we get an A4 piece of paper and we fold it in half and half and half and half again. And I think we end up with about 36 squares if I can think rightly off the top of my head and we sit there together and part of one of our New Year's rituals um, is to write down and to fill every one of those squares on both sides of the paper and it could be something as small as um, I don't know uh, do a calligraphy course uh, or it can be as big as, you know, run the New York Marathon or, you know, whatever you buy a house, buy a land, buy a farm, um, whatever it is. And even if they're really kind of extravagant goals like buy a home on a, with a waterfront view, which may not be in your um, reality box right now, but it could be a 5, 10-year vision. And, and as we know through the book, you're talking about Cindy Manifesting Matisse just by writing it down. Gives it more clarity. And I think the biggest take home I took away from this course, Karen, which you'll totally agree with, my biggest take home was clarity leads to power. And I think the more clear we become with our dreams, our visions, our goals, our business, our taxes, our accounts, our home, our, our children, our focus on what it is, our, our legacy or our, our dream of how good a mom or parent we want to be, then part of that is to create the clarity. And clarity comes from conversations or writing things down or doing your journal, actually giving yourself the time and not just thinking you're going to pluck it out of the universe or the law of attraction will bring it to me. I think one of the key components to the law of attraction is that you've got to take action with that law of attraction. Um, alongside of that. So I'm really excited this year. I think I have more clarity than I've ever had before in my life around where I want to take the business. I've already done my marketing calendar for next year. I'm just so blown away at myself, Um, along with my team helping me do that. Of course, it's not just a one-man band, but from a business perspective, it feels really good. And I think from a personal perspective, you know, I'm going to New Zealand this year to have Christmas with my sister the first time in 11 years. I'm marrying one of our good friends just before Christmas so I'm having to get everything ready for Christmas now just with that deadline on me so I think it's I'm really pumped and excited and I just love the fact that I've had you two coaching me through this over the last three years of podcasting (laughs) maybe some of our messages are finally sinking in I'm just I'm just very grateful thank you darlings
2: (laughs) (laughs) actually sounds sounds like an amazing, amazing four years Four years. Hey, uh, wow. we're, we're four years because we've done two hundred. No. That's four times fifty-two is two hundred. So we're oh, on four wow. years, sweeties. Oh, wow, well, the <laughs> It's oh, taken four God, years God. for it to sink in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means you're coming for Christmas. I've just just heard. I know, I know. I was thinking, oh, your your little sister from another oh, mister won't be here, but I'll be back in the oh, new year.
2: I didn't put you on my manifest. I just assumed. No, that's not good. good. That's not good.
0: Karen, you're around, aren't you? <laughs> I am, my love. You can bet on it. <laughs> oh, my, I love oh it. my goodness. Oh, I love it. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah, Jimmy, do you,
2: um, now you're talking about money and you, do you want to tell us what were the lessons that you learned? Because – Robert Kiyosaki has been doing money in you for 30 years as far as I know. Like I remember it back in Melbourne when I lived in Melbourne 30 years ago.
1: So what what were your greatest take-homes from that conference? Um, you know, it was a really – I love doing things like this. They take you to a place sometimes we don't necessarily want to go in the sense of challenging your comfort zone at times. I'm not saying you have to get up in front of people and talk. It's not that. It's just the way you think. One of the biggest things for me, because you play games in this program, and yes, money is a big focus, so it's around your attraction, your belief systems, and also your values around money, and obviously you get some great tips on understanding things from balance sheets through to profit and loss, but it's not even... It's not even understanding it like it's understanding your concepts and beliefs behind there. So from my perspective, it was really having a, a positive relationship with money. And there were a lot of people in the room that had lost money and rebuilt it. I mean, the the leader that we had, you know, he was Egyptian. He had a lot of things. He is Egyptian, not was. He is Egyptian. He came out from Egypt as a nine-year-old boy with a whole lot of those beliefs and behind him. And, you know, he had a lot of, you know, things like racism against him. And now he has a company that turns over 130 million a year. And, but the biggest take home for him wasn't about making the money, it's who he is in making the money and who he is about in making that money and I think that's where Kiyosaki, Richard Branson and a lot of these people that do make a lot of money, you know, at the end of the day, how much money is enough? You you get to the point where it's like, okay, so part of making money is a challenge and it's very uh, hard for a lot of us at times and all of those sorts of things. I'm not denying that. But I certainly got the essence that the more you're in flow with money, that even though debt magnifies the good and not so good about who you are with money, it also gives you an opportunity to be a different person or have a different relationship with it. So I think for me, one of the, the money is a big side of it, but the you aspect of it is something that I really loved, and it's certainly the principles, general principles of what you guys follow. One of my favorites was definitely the law of procession, uh, where we see what is our true purpose, and some of us don't even understand our true purpose. And I think the my understanding around that, and, and you've explained this, both of you, before as well, that... You know, the bee doesn't get up every day going, oh, I'm going to go and cross-pollinate. The bee wakes up every day going, I'm hungry, I want some nectar. And in the process of getting its nectar, its little furry cute little legs at the back of it picks up pollen and as it goes in its little drunken stupor from one plant to the other whilst its focus is to feed itself and collect nectar for the hive its cross pollination purpose or its true purpose is fertilisation of the plants and understanding without the bee within four years, we would not even be here as human beings so I just its true purpose is cross pollination, but its intention is to collect nectar. And it just gets you thinking, what's my true purpose? And and I know we've shared this before, but just one of my big aha's that happened for me on the weekend was, you know, I did a podcast show on with the wellness guys all around chemical-free living. And one of the girls that's done our programs and, and has been a follower of all three of us, Kristen, um, was up in Mackay in the mines and she was listening to our podcasts, and one of the guys that came in there said, Oh, who's brain? washing you now and she said oh no I'm just loving these ones these different ones around chemical free and all of that sort of jazz and he goes oh it's just all I have and so she said to him well maybe you should listen to this podcast and apparently the first podcast she gave him was that 30 minute uh, chemical free skincare podcast I did with the wellness guys anyway off he went home and he did listen to it and he came back the next day horrified because every night he massages his wife's feet which in itself told me he was quite an exceptional human being, anyway. But every night he massages his wife's feet with this cream, and he looked at some of the the ingredients on it, and he realised that a number of the ingredients I'd mentioned were on this this product. And then he came into Chris the next day, and he said, "I, I actually feel sick. Uh, I didn't realise what I was rubbing. Like what my my intention was to massage her and relax her, not bombard her body with all of these chemicals." So then she said, "Well, if you think that's..." Freaky, you should listen to Cindy O'Meara um, and what she's got to say around the food and the way that the food industry thinks. And then she said, if you think that's not enough, you need to listen to Karen and go and listen to some of her shows on Karen's couch. So I think the guy got bombarded by the three of us. And uh, anyway, the long story short, he was going to sell, he's a sugarcane farmer and a farmer. And he was going to sell his farm to more sugarcane farmers. And really, what got to him was the story around the glyphosates and the impact that all the cane sugar farmers use up here in Queensland um around their farms and what's that doing to our land, let alone the plants, let alone the ecosystem and the ongoing uh, effects into our humanness uh, and our existence. And he wrote this amazing um, note to her, which she then shared, and I did share it at the Wellness Summit a couple of years ago, um, how he has decided not to sell his farm up there in Queensland. He is going to turn it into a nature reserve, a conservation Uh, place. And I guess my purpose of sharing this is not that I'm taking credit for that at all. I I think all of us and everybody in his conversations that he heard, but what hit me is that that first 30-minute podcast he listened to created an ongoing effect. And he he is now creating a conservation uh, farm up in in Queensland and so my purpose was to share the impact that chemicals have on a daily life and here we now have the I guess you could say the true purpose maybe my true purpose of sharing information around chemicals and in the environmental effects is actually to create more conservation parks around Australia and New Zealand it just it really hit me and I, I felt very humbled by that so that came up in this in this weekend and um I think I felt very blessed to be a part of Up For A Chat and to be part of a ripple effect that really does change people's ways of thinking just because some of us can't say it the way someone else might say it on a podcast. Do do you know what I mean? I
2: I get you completely. And you know what I think I just got from you is um, not only is that principle of you go around doing the thing that you love to do, but your true purpose could be something completely different but you don't even know it's happening like the mm. That was one. And number two, the person you become as you're on that journey. And we all have to make money. We all have to make it to live in society. We don't live in a barber system anymore. We don't live where we don't need cash. We all have to make it. Um but I just think that it's the person you become I think is really in you as all that. Is
1: that is did I get that right a- absolutely, and I think, I think really what I love about taking time to do like seminars with you, or seminars with Kaz or going to Money and You, or listening to Anthony Robbins or Brad Sugars, or any of the people you know, any seminars, Dr. Libby, anybody that we love, I think that's part of keeping your mind in motion. And so, as I'm coming into this this time of the year, I'm looking at who do I want to go and listen to next year that if I can learn one thing from. I can take that into my beautiful followers and supporters and and live by that example. Um, Another lesson I took from it, and and you guys probably know this about me more than anything, is by playing the games that we played as I got to observe myself and how I play games and and how you play games is how you play in life and as kaz has always said how you do one thing you do all things and i was really intrigued by my my behavior in playing be these me? hey <laughs> what full on Who <laughs> well interestingly what my observation was is if i don't know the rules if i don't understand the complexity of the game I kind of go like a stun mullet and just watch for a minute. I, I've got to, I've got to watch what's going on before I jump in. I don't go in there with the baton and take the baton and, and go with it and then learn as I go. I actually need a little bit of clarity before I play the game. Now, I know many listeners will feel the same, but there were people in there that just went in there and then they, they just, they didn't care what the rules were, how it was played. They got in there, they, they, they picked up the game and they just went with it. And, And there were people who didn't even participate. You know, they just stood there like stunned mullets the whole time. And it was just interesting watching human behavior. And Karen, you'd know more about this than I would, but I was just fascinated at watching my own Self and thinking that I am a real strong out there leader and really I'm just a flipping pussycat. I just, I want to know how to play the game and then I want to show everybody how to play the game and I want to help you play the game. So, you know, it's like, I'm not this, you know, like Cindy, I love it. If you were there, you would have been gone, oh, for God's sake, give me the bloody rules and let me work it out for myself. Karen probably would have seen the game 10 times before because she knows every freaking thing on the planet about that and she would have already known. She would have been there to tell us, but I stood there. And <laughs> Actually,
0: it's funny, you should
1: yeah, <laughs> it's funny you're
0: saying because I know one of the games that you're talking about. <laughs> I have no, no idea. They don't give you any and they don't give you any rules. No, and there's money at stake. Yes, so you've got to you've got to try and figure it out, and um, it's. <clears throat>
1: awesome <laughs> it is it's really cool so there were lots of general principles um you know communication is the response you get I love that you know we all go oh he doesn't understand me he never listens to me but think about that. Communication is the response I get. Um, So therefore, how do we turn it around so that the communication, the conversation I get back is understood. So I think I love the fact that it puts the responsibility back on us. We're so quick to blame and live below the line where we blame and, um, you know, make excuses and and we don't take any responsibility or we are in denial, you know. um, Oh, you know, so many people, we make excuses all the time. I can't get my homework in because the dog Ate the homework, whereas you know, being above the line would be actually the dog did eat my homework, but and I'm not going to get it to you on time, but I'll have it to you by the tenth of, the, of next month. That's that's being truthful, but also accountable, and then responsible for the ongoing patterns. Instead of oh, you know, we we hook into. I love the other part, which you two will both love, is the drama hook. What's the drama hooks that we are constantly tuned into? And so, yeah, I really, I just love doing things like that and then coming away from it and then approaching, how do I want to approach um, my business towards the end? It was a really good time of year for me to do it because what I achieved last week is probably what I would normally get done in three to four weeks. I just got on a mission. And so, again, beating back to that being in motion and keeping in action, I think as we come into the end of the year, rather than think, oh, it's such a stressful time of year. The Christmas decorations are out. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get everything done. It's, What can I do to operate in my best, most powerful form to achieve it so that when I sit down to the Christmas lunch, I have a beautiful Christmas lunch with nothing else to think about, and I can hit the new year with everything already. I'm going to hit the ground running rather than hit it into, okay, what's this year look like for me? And I'm talking about mums at home right through to CEOs of corporations. I think it applies to all of us. So yeah, really, does that give you an overview of what I took from it? (laughs)
2: Oh, yeah, I'm Definitely. real. I, um, I, I've never been, but my sister, I think Howard's been. I've heard so many going. go. Yeah. When I heard you were going, I went, no, I wanted to come, but it's very hard to come to a Brisbane event when I'm in Perth.
1: Yes, yes. And, and it's, look, I tell you, for people that are interested, you know, go to, I don't know what the website is actually. Maybe it is moneyandyou.com. I'll have to look it up. But the next one I is on. I can tell you now. I had a- oh, thank you, darling. dot .com.au. And the next one's on, I think, around the 11th of May next year, and it's only done once a year. So if people are keen to do it, I think... I'd recommend it. The other thing I'd recommend is if you do have a partner, there are a lot of couples there and I think or or close friends or family, but particularly partners, when you come away from those kind of events, you're then talking the same language together. You're then having a conversation with the same um, awareness, and I think that can be very, very powerful. So, yeah, it's a it's a cool course. And then Anthony Robbins is on next year. I think. Um, I don't know if is coming, but I know Keith Cunningham is coming. I know that Brad Sugars is speaking here again next year. And you know, to, to also understand that eighty percent of the world's wealth. Is generated by entrepreneurs. That that really struck me. And here's the other blow, mind-blowing thing. The other 20% of wealth is inherited. So, you know, if you are working for an entrepreneur, then know that you are part of that huge wealth and you do play a massive part. And to the entrepreneurs out there, if if it's true that 90% of businesses don't make it to year 10 that start out, then I'm saying hang in there and create your legacy and have a long-term, what's your true purpose? Don't just think about your goal, but what's your true purpose here? What's the law of procession you want to create in your business as a legacy? And I think if we could come from that 50,000 viewpoint or what I now call heart conversations rather than cappuccino conversations, I think the heart conversations to me is where the shifts in the life, the paradigms will change if we can connect on a heart level, not just a cappuccino moment.
0: Mm. Did, you, did you find
1: that the call was very um, money and less heart? No, I actually found it was more heart- um, or heart but the principles awesome. could apply to both um he had i mean he's a wealthy uh-huh. man so for those of you interested in how to create more wealth and to do that and there were people that were destitute and broke and there were people who were very wealthy in the room so i don't think it's limited to anybody mm-hmm. it's it's more about the way you approach it don't come in with your drama hook oh woe is me it's not fair there were so many stories in the room it's not funny so I think the real true purpose of this is I'm coming in this with 100% participation to take from it what I can to be a better person when I leave and how do I become a better person when I come out of here? And uh, you know, I think um, us as business owners, speakers, authors, mums, um, dads, uh, business owners—you know—we have a responsibility, and the responsibility is not just to make money. It's, in fact, if that's why you're in business, I think that's why then ninety percent of businesses don't make it to year ten. You're going into it. Money is an exchange. It's an energy, isn't it? And and if the the more we approach that with a heart level and and To make a difference with what we do, which I think is what the three, and I certainly learned that from both of you, um, then that is ultimately where the paradigms can change. So yeah, I was fired up. Yeah. I was very excited by the whole thing and I just wished you two had been there and oh my gosh and I was just, there were so many wonderful magical moments. There were tears, there were, you know, it's just, it's heart stuff and I think, you know, same with, you know, when we spoke to Susie last week about the Embrace movie, when we can get to the heart of the matter, that's where we get to, to have real conversations. I think that's why people love up for a chat. I think we three delve into the heart very quickly and um, I, I can't ever say I've had a cappuccino moment or conversation with either of you. Even our hellos go <laughs> go into a rabbit hole somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I go to the office for cake and hello and hug, I it never ends up in a cappuccino moment. No. <laughs>
1: No, I love it and I'm very grateful and I think if anyone, if we can take from this podcast what the three of us truly stay with our true core purpose, yes, it's to make a difference and yes, it's to change lives or to support people's new way of thinking around the health, um, wellness industry, then perhaps together rather than looking at it singularly, how can we each make a difference? I look at it from another principle that was shared on the weekend was synergy and as a team um I think really or together as a unit or a group of people of like-mindedness that synergistic effect is far greater than the power of one and so I would I would add to to my intention as I come into the end of the year is who can I be with, surround myself with, and work with? Who can I live with, love, and take into the end of the year that will help support me to be a greater version of me? And in turn, how can I be of service to them? So, um, you know, I think it's really, I think it's time that we really started looking at how we can work together um, as, a, as a conglomeration of human, human beings as to how we can create the change we want into the new year
0: and I think that that's kind of cool to be able to look at the new year that way and to look at you know what what's coming up like how exciting and it's funny isn't it I mean it's just another day when we when the, the clock ticks over and it's the 31st of December and we're rolling into a new year but it seems to almost like wipe the stuff clean and then open up a whole new fresh perspective and I think it's kind of cool to be able to look at that and say well what what does that look like for me next year rather than it just being a random set of circumstances to be able to say what do I want it to look like and let me look at every area of my life let me look at my family my love relationships let me look at my money let me look at my business let me look at my job let me look at my pets let me look at my health, my vitality, my wardrobe, my shoes, always include shoes. Let me have a look at all the different aspects of my world. What do I want that to look like, Um, you know, over the course of next year? What do I want it to feel like? Mm. And then when you get that level of clarity and you get that sensation, interestingly enough, not even necessarily the end result that matters. It's maintaining the sensation. It's maintaining the emotional alignment, that internal sensation of feeling whatever it is, the things that you want, achieving them. What does that make you feel? And when we can attach to that sensation, that's when there's a, high, a much higher likelihood of, of us being in action towards what we want and also seeing what we want come to life because we've really aligned with what that sensation is. So I think it's kind of cool to be able to look forward and say, okay, well, what is it that I want? What do I want to create? Let me not have my world be random. Let me make my days be deliberate. It's a whole different conversation to have with a, with yourself, obviously, and then if you've got a family to sit down and say, okay, well, we wanted the first three months of next year. What do we want to look like? Let's, let's get in creative mode now. We can set the wheels in motion of what that's going to look like, feel like, smell like. You know, all of those sorts of things. I think it's kind of cool. I've got one of my amazing, amazing clients, Megan. Um, She does that with her family and they do it every week. Every Sunday they sit around the table and they work out what the next week is going to be. And they've got four that range from, I think, four up to eight or nine. Mm. And all the kids, you know they all they, they all participate, they all say what they want to do, how they want to get there, and then everybody works together to make sure everybody's dreams come true for that week and it's really it's beautiful because mm. it's you know it's it's actually creating life deliberately as opposed to just being random when you wake up in the morning and you cop whatever comes your way, you know. Cindy, Such, I have to say, it's,
1: to it's, you. yeah. Well, this this year, obviously, with mapping out my next year, I had to put into the calendar next year's events. And it's Taylor's last year in the Queensland National Ballet, so I had to put in the end of that. And then Jacob, he finishes school next year, Cindy. I had to put into the into the calendar his valedictory dinner and his him going to schoolies. Mm-hmm. And I, I kinda, it kind of it kind of excites me so much on one level, and then all of a sudden it was like, wow. We've come to the end of a of an era. I kind of I, I'm where you were a few years ago, darling. Yeah, and you'll cry. I know. I already just am saying, thinking just, about it.
2: <laughs> I think because it is the end of an era. It's where you lost the ability, you've lost that contact with your children on a daily basis. You know, it's, but it's so funny because. What happens is that just another stage in your life happens. So I look at now Rogan's got his own home, but we have family dinners every Monday night, and that everybody comes around for family dinners. Casey's been off on her own for seven years. I haven't hardly, you know, she's not lived in my home, and and then Tanya, you know, she was talking about moving out, but I think she's the realization that the, that her and her her three for friends are at is that they want a beautiful big house they can afford a beautiful big house but the people with the beautiful big homes don't want these kids so she went well, Mum, I don't want to give in a brothel. No. I'm just going to stay here and, until I move into my own home. So I went, okay, that's fine. I'm happy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, shame. Every time Taylor comes home from Brisbane, oh, shame you had to come home. <laughs> rubbing my hands together. Every time Jacob can't go anywhere because he's got a sore back, oh, shame. You've got to stay home. That's all right. <laughs> Mummy will cook for you. <laughs> huh?
2: is like that isn't all. Oh, stay with me so i you know i think every year our life um create something new for us, it. and it's about i think it's about adaptation as well is that we adapt to these changes because i know people who don't adapt to their children leaving school and leaving home and being mothers not being mothers anymore and they yeah and i i think it's about that adaptation process mm, i agree and, and- it, it's so fun. I, I need everybody to know why there was silence there. Um, <laughs> if, if, I had my like microphone off. Everybody, it, it's quite hysterical. Can, can we talk about what what you did through the conversation, Karen? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you have no idea, listeners, what happens behind here. Someone said to us we should record them and the messages that go through each of us, it's hilarious. <laughs>
2: And comes, <laughs> and I could see I could see that so it came to it's time, yes, that was quick. Five minutes ago. Okay, Angels, we're on time. And that's what was being typed by Kim <laughs> as I asked her a question.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't let it finish. Um, quick, cut it, it off, no. <laughs> it is, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well,
0: I think this has been a really cool podcast and it has gone quick. I think it's been really cool to talk about how, you know, we both or how all three of us approach the end of the year and the way that we the things we've got going on and what we're doing and the 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 I guess the the insights that this year has brought us. And I'm super keen to hear from all of our listeners and from everybody to hear what this time of the year is bringing for you like do you look back on your year and think wow it's been awesome I feel like I've grown 10 feet in this year or do you look back on the year and go shite same thing just a day I think it would be really cool for us to be able to look at that and see how far we've come and Kim you asked Sending me the worst messages right now behind the scenes. It's very hard to concentrate. <laughs> oh, listeners, if I could share it with you, I would. But let us just say, she's trouble. She's big trouble. Oh, stop. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Love you all. Love you. <laughs> oh, you cover it up with that. Cover it up with that. <laughs> oh. So, everybody listening to today's show got to- a Facebook page and let us know how it feels for you to come to the end of the year and what you feel like the Christmas is going to be for you and your new coming up. We love, love, love to hear from you. We also really love to get your input, you know, from each of you in terms of the topics that you'd like us to discuss. So don't hold back, you know, we're coming up to a new year. It's time for us to plan our calendar for next year as well. So let us know the things that you'd like us to talk about. And if there's been topics that we've touched on this year, like body image that we spoke about last week, certainly something on the radar for us. But let us know if there's something else that you'd like us to chat about. So go ahead. Um, oh what's left? just wondering, uh Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Kim's sending me more messages. So while we're on this subject and finding out what you'd like us to talk about, are there any guests you'd like us to have on the show? There you go, Kimmy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to be polite and subtle that you'd weave it in, but there you go. I was just putting it out there no. on behalf of our listeners. <laughs> Could be
0: something.
1: What's that? Something it subtle me? about me today. Oh, <laughs>
2: I just dropped something. I nearly dropped my computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're very professional, highly professional attuned uh, podcasters here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not worried. That's. So go to our Facebook
0: page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Let us know the topics and let us know if there's anybody that you'd like for us to interview so that we can uh, get across all the things that are just to you. The other thing I just want to quickly <laughs> mention because it reminded me is our trip to New Zealand and also our trip to Africa. Go to all the, W's, wake in the within, dot Com and join us. Join us as we trek through the amazing mountains of New Zealand and as we explore our heritage back in Africa in 2018. New Zealand is 2017, we've got a few spots on both of those trips, you can jump on now and start your payment plans right now, which keeps them nice and affordable. So head and check it out. You can download your itineraries directly from that website. And I I also put a bit of a video together for you so you can see what it was like when we trekked Peru in early in 2016 with the most incredible adventurers. And half of those guys are coming back to New Zealand and also Africa with us. So become part of the family and become part of the ripple effect That's changing the world. And we are going to see you right here next week on Up for a Chat. We'll see you on the ride, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, thewellnesscouch, streaming wellness into your lives. Damo, do you want the first and only certified organic bone broth in Australia? Do you want a broth with no hidden thickeners, yeast extract, salt or flavour enhancers? MP, I want a broth made by hand from start to finish with nothing but love and positive vibes. Well, that's why you're left with only one broth, Damo, and that is Broth of Life. Ho, 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 Choose some dehydrated bone broth in chicken, beef and lamb. You'll also find FODMAP-friendly stock. That's FODMAP-friendly stock. Veggie stock and chicken salt, all available at... Brothoflife.com.au And a special for Wellness Couch listeners. Enter the code WellnessCouch2016 at the checkout before November 30 for 10% off your order. So awesome. The code again is WellnessCouch2016 only at Brothoflife.com.au